0: Yesterday, we started to look at the end of the flood story uh, and delved into the ideas of covenants, which um, there's all kinds of things to say once you start to delve into the covenants. Um, but there are three parts to the Noahic covenant, the covenant God made with Noah. Um, and that's what I want us to focus on here uh, for a little bit. So the, the first part sort of defines the, um, sort of modifies our relationship with each other, so we're now in a different phase because of sin, so it's going to modify our relationship with each other. There's a second aspect in which um, God has some things to say about our relationship um, with, with the world, and a third aspect is going to be our relationship with Him. So I want to look at the first part today, and that's uh, our relationship with nature, issues of ecology. Ecology. You might remember in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, we call this the cultural mandate, uh, and it was given uh, back in a simpler time. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So Genesis 9 starts, then God blessed Noah and and his sons, saying to them, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. So this sounds just like what we got in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. But then it pivots and things are, again, more complicated now because of sin. The innocence is gone. The the perfect garden-like idyllic setting is no longer in place. And we enter into a realm of uh, second best options. The peaceful coexistence that we had with the animal world uh, has changed. They're going to fear us for their protection, uh, for our protection and theirs. Verse 2 reads, The fear and dread of you will fall upon all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air, upon every creature that moves along the ground, and upon all the fish of the sea they are given into your hands. Everything that lives and moves will be food for you. Just as I gave you the green plants, I now give you everything. But you must not eat meat that has its lifeblood still in it. This will be part of what is going to become the whole dietary kosher laws uh, that the Jews will ascribe to. Now, these these two verses can be misleading. Sounds like we're given unlimited power over the animal's uh, we can eat whatever we want. That's not exactly the case. We're going to see in verse 4 that you can't eat things that are alive, which of course would be cruel, um, and that uh, we're not supposed to eat things that are bloody because God is going to be, be, be preparing the people for a different understanding of the purpose and nature of blood. But more importantly, in verse 9, And following, we see that this covenant with Noah includes the animals themselves. So I'm reading, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I've set my rainbows in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. So this is remarkable. God is entering into a covenant with everything that he intends to save. He already has a relationship with the animals. He doesn't need to define that. He, he made them. He owns them. Um, and, and this is showing how much he values them. Um, and there's this now implicit commitment to renew them. The earth and everything on it suffers because of our sin. You read Romans 8, all of creation is groaning under the weight of a broken world, broken because uh, of our sin and the curse that follows. Here, God is making a commitment to restore nature. And this is really, this is a biblical mandate for ecology. Um, And it's profoundly Christian. The earth matters to God. We have been established to be stewards over the earth. We are accountable to be good stewards over God's world. It is suffering because we are uh, sinful and we're bad gardeners. And uh, God is going to renew it. He loves it. He's entered into a covenant with it. And we need to understand that there's a great mandate here for creation care that grows out of uh, Genesis chapter 9. Have a good day.